Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast. Your hosts, myself, Anthony, Al, and we are recording this about one hour post trade deadline today is march 25th at about 4 15 and man what a day if you haven't already heard and there's probably like a 99 percent chance that if you're listening to this podcast you obviously already know the news but um for lack of better terms shit went down today man like so much has gone down this is a completely different roster than we had yesterday And obviously there's been talks, there's been talks for a while, even in the beginning of the NBA season, when um, Josh Robbins had the interview with Jeff Wellman, where they didn't rule out necessarily blowing it up. And there's been a lot of rumors this past week, two weeks. Um, And what we got today was not the expectations. All right. Um, First and foremost, Al, man, how how has been your trade deadline? Uh, What are your initial thoughts on just the decision of the route that the magic front office decided to take man so the first thing you ask is how was my trade deadline i think for me it started on monday really like it started just hitting refresh on twitter and checking all these rumors and we we had a sense of what of what was going to happen right we knew gordon and fournier were hot names in the trade block we knew that those guys yesterday was our final game in orlando we kind of had an idea but i'll be lying to you if I told you that I expected this much to happen today, um, we knew again that the Magic were going to turn the page, but not to this extent. Uh, you know, and in particular, we're talking about Nikola Vucevic being moved as well. Um, and I know we're going to cover all of this here in a few minutes, but man, um, it's wild. Uh, you know, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. or 3:30, all I was doing was on Twitter, reaching out to 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 followers and talking about. These trades, keeping you updated so you can post it on Instagram at the same time, it was wild. Um, I know last year we expected something like this to happen, and we all got together at your house, and we were waiting for all this to, to go down. We didn't get it last year, but bro, we got it this year, and it was worth the wait, that's for sure. Yeah, it's crazy because when you talk about trade deadline, you you don't expect what happened today. You expect maybe a small minor move. Um, obviously, there was a lot of talk. Um, in regards to Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon. Um, and then the the major report was, you know, today that we learned that, hey, the Magic are still listening to Nikola Vucevic, that they're not, it's not a definitive no, which is not what we were hearing a couple of days ago. Um, so the fact that this morning we find out that, you know, the, the Magic are still fielding offers, are still listening, um, and then obviously that they would have to be blown away in order for them to be able to make a move. You still kind of felt confident that, you know, Nikola Vucevic is not going anywhere. All right. Um, and that necessarily wasn't the case. Um, so today at about 12 o'clock noon, and granted, all the reports that were coming out um, from all different you know, national media fronts was that um, really the NBA was kind of waiting for the Orlando Magic to be the first move that we're kind of holding things up. Um, And at the same time, our front office wasn't going to plan on make any moves early. They're going to keep it really close, um, close to the NBA trade deadline time, which was 3 p.m. And I was me personally, I was I was kind of I was doing the same thing, kind of refreshing. 
Um, but I, I had it in my mind that nothing was going to happen till like around the two o'clock and then 12 o'clock came around and you know, it was, it was a big wash bomb, excuse me, wash bomb that indicated, and this is where we're going to review our very first trade that Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu was traded. And I called it, I said it, that something was going to happen. All these talks about all these different teams that a trade was going to happen that we did not expect to a team that was never mentioned. That Nikola Vucevic, Alfaruk Amino, Chief, was sent to the Chicago Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, and two first-round picks of 2021 and 2023, both top four protected. Um, and, man, that it was, was it something that you were – were you just as surprised as I was? Dude, I was shocked. So how I found out was you actually texted me and you said it's happening. We had been texting back and forth and saying, hey, the Vooch report came out that they're listening to offers for for Vooch. And we had said, hey, you know, maybe it's the time to do it. If you're going to blow it up and trade Golden and Fournier, might as well make this move as well. And I even tweeted that. I said, you know, just do it at this point. If the right offer came along and then you caught me off guard. I don't know how I missed the, the Vooch tweet. And I saw you like, hey, it, it happened. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you sent me the screenshot. And man, I know we both kept joking to each other. Like, hey, I'm shaking. Like, I can't believe this. It, it was real. Like, I was literally tweeting and doing things. But I really, it was like a blur that moment. I took a few deep breaths. I analyzed the trade. And man, I, again, I still couldn't believe it. We traded the first trade that we announced. is the one that we have not heard nothing about. We heard nothing about Vooch being on the block. Nothing about the Chicago Bulls. Chicago was never mentioned. Not one time. At all. But again, that's how magic the magic front office does things, right? So maybe this trade is the one that they actually initiated. This is the one call they probably made and kind of got to work, so they kept it tight-lipped. But man, um, to answer your question, it, it was not expected at all. Um, nobody was ready to say goodbye to, to Nikola Vucevic. Nobody was ready to say that yesterday was our last game watching him in a magic uniform. Um, so I'm yeah. glad this was the first move because we opened the podcast with the first trade because, again, it was just unexpected. Um, yeah, man, it w- it was left field. The part that I find confusing is that everything that everyone was saying is that the only way that Nikola Vucevic gets moved is if they are blown away with the trade. Taking a look at the parts that were a part of this trade, it, are you blown away by this trade? Was this the right move? Because you're looking, we're not we're not talking about just regular Nikola Vucevic. We're not talking about one time All Star Nikola Vucevic. We're talking about two time All Star Nikola Vucevic. You know arguably top three best center in the NBA. They're talking about the type of return that we should be receiving for Nikola Vucevic would be, you know, compared to the return that, you know, New Orleans got for Drew Holiday. Um, it, it, were you expecting more? Was Or or did we kind of shoot a little too low? Did they did they sell low on Nikola Vucevic? So I know this, I saw a lot of misreactions on this on Twitter. People were either happy with it or they were just completely upset, 100% upset with what we got. The reality is, when you think about Drew Holiday, he got picks, they got some young pieces and started quality players, but the reality is the Magic pretty much got that, and they actually got better picks. The Bulls are not expected to be at the same level as the Bucks for the next few years, so those picks will be lower um, on, on the Bucks front. So... I think the names we're not happy about, nobody's going to tell you that they're blown away by Wendell Carter Jr. or by Otto Porter. Like those kind of guys that we were impressed with. But when you look at the financials and you look at the big picture of this trade, the Magic did a pretty good job. So they got two picks, only two 
top four protected, which people, again, were upset about that, and I don't know why. The Bulls are not going to be one of the no. bottom five teams in the, in the East anytime right. soon. So those picks will convey. They got a guy they liked in the draft in 2018 when they drafted Mobamba. I remember, I remember clearly them debating whether or not to pick Mobamba or Wendell Carter Jr. in that draft. So they like that young piece they got. And Otto Porter is a humongous, humongous salary relief. So he is currently making $28.5 million. That's going to be off our books this offseason. We don't have to wait a year for it to, to clear. It's literally this summer. We get that salary gone. Mind you, we owed Vooch two more years. Two more years, I, about 20, don't, don't quote me on it, but about 2021, it was a declining contract. Um, but to correct. add to that, you're, you're also taking a look at Al Farouk Amino. So when you take a look at this trade, exactly. you got to look at it at different, different parts, right? So you end up getting a return of a big man in Wendell Carter, which, you know, you really don't exactly know what you have is he's kind of in the same boat with Mo Bamba from my understanding talking mm-hmm. to other Bulls fans um the Bulls community they they really like Wendell Carter and they want him to have more of an opportunity he hasn't been playing that much as of late so if you're looking up his stats you know it's not going to be anything that wows you or, or jumps out of the paper um but the Magic are looking for the future right that's why they they made sure that with this promising prospect of a center that you know coming from a really good um college from from Duke you know, he he didn't do a whole lot. I know he struggled with his injury in Chicago, in Chicago, but you add that with the fact that you have a 2021 and 2023 top four protected. If you take a look at the NBA standings right now, um, you know the Chicago Bulls are 10th in the East, and they're they're projected to be you know drafting at you know at a 10th pace. So you know you're absolutely right; those picks are going to convey. But Afro Camino, man, he's still under contract. You know, obviously this season and next season, we're owing him 9.7 million this season, and then next season where owe him another 10 million so you're looking at a lot of cap relief um in this move so yeah it may not be something wow but who's to say man as magic fans it is so easy for us to overvalue our players um i'm definitely you know i'm the first one to do that especially with nikola vucevic he's not a player that i wanted to see go at the same time the minute that i saw that trade happen i knew that it was a wrap right? There's, yep. there's no trying to win now. A lot of people were on the fence on the roster already with the team that we have and the injuries that we've been dealing with. Why are the Magics winning games? Why are they trying to fight for a play-in tournament? The last two seasons, cool. We made it to the playoffs, one game one, and then that, that was it. You know, there's the magic. They, they said it before that, you know, they're not, they're not looking to play to just make the playoffs or they're, they're looking to make, you know, moves to be able to put themselves in a position to, one day eventually, you know, be competitive enough to compete for NBA championship. Exactly. I mean, like I said, that's the other piece that, that you touch upon right now, the, the Aminu piece, piece of it. That's huge, man. Again, that's another $10 million next year that we get over our cap. So in total, you're looking at about $31 million we cleared in one trade. On top of that, Evan Fournier, which we're talking about next, but he won't be on the contract next season. So that alone right there, it's about $51 million in cap space that we just simply said goodbye to in one move. So again, when you look at just the players we got back, yes, we didn't get, you know, Zach Levine. We didn't get Michael Porter Jr. We didn't get, you know, a big name that is exciting to us. But there's more to a trade than just the players you get, especially when you're trying to rebuild, which is what we're doing now. Up to this point, we're not going to the other trades yet. Up to this point, now we have... All of our draft picks, all of them, yep. Yep. on top of the Bulls now, 21 and 23 
picks. So we have five draft picks right here between the next five years. First round picks, all of them, on our possession. Not, not counting our second round picks. So when you see teams trading for a Bradley Beal or, or, or a disgruntled superstar out there, they what do you include first round picks. Them? Yep. You send four, five, six of those, right? What are we doing? We're gathering assets at this point. And then what else will you do? You're going to have space to take on a bad contract. They may want to unload too. What are we doing? We have cat space now too. So again, this is not the, fi- the final move. We have a draft coming up now. We have an offseason to come to look forward to. And then you never know what this gruntle star out, the, out there says, I don't want to play anymore in my city. And the Magic are like, hey, we have young pieces, solid young pieces. We have cat space and we have a solid rookie coming up, hopefully that we draft top three. Man, again, immediately, not the best return possibly. But when you look at the big picture, they did a great job. Yeah, I definitely overreacted uh, when I first saw the trade. Um, I didn't like the trade at all. Didn't understand. Again, overvaluing Nikola Vucevic. I still think that, you know, we we probably could have gotten more. But who's to say, you know, what was offered from other teams? Uh, they, they mentioned it before that, or they didn't mention it specifically, but you would imagine that they're going to go with the best available option that was brought out. So if this was the best available option for Nikola Vucevic, you know, I'll, I'll take it because, you know, it's it's definitely time, man. We've tried. Nikola Vucevic has been on the roster for a very long time. We're talking close to a decade. And the fact that, you know, we just now started receiving, you know, the the fruits of Nikola Vucevic um, is, is too little too late. And and the front office understand that this is the draft class, man. This is this is draft right. class where you can really find a franchise changing type of player. Um, now you can say, oh, well, it's top four protected, so that really doesn't help us. Uh, yeah, it does, man, because let's say that with with um, the our pick for this season, right? Let's say that we lose out of the top five. I mean, you are put now in a position where you can package those draft picks and be able to try exactly. and move up. Other teams have done it before. How many times have you sit there and ask yourself, how many times have the Magic been one draft pick away from making a difference? I, I can count on both of my hands. It happens way too often. We right. have been in, uh, unfortunately, in the position where we've been very unlucky. Forget being lucky. Get the draft assets that you are able to get to kind of forge your own way of being able to put yourself in a position to be lucky. This is it. And I'm I'm sitting sitting on it for a couple of hours. I'm okay with the trade. Um, it's sad, man, because it's it's Nikola Vucevic. Man, you saw this kid get traded. He was a throw in. I was watching I was watching a YouTube video earlier today, um, just doing a little research, um, trying to put together a little tribute video. And the original report of Dwight Howard being traded to the Los Angeles Lakers and them talking about a three team trade with um, Andrew Bynum, Andre Iguodala, like all these different players. You know, they didn't even mention Nikola Vucevic at first. Like, he wasn't even mentioned. He was kind of just a a throw-in at the end. And you take a look at what he's been able to do. Obviously, looking back, we're the winners of that draft, uh, of that trade. We're complete winners of that trade. Um, And it's going to be weird to see him in Chicago because if you're really thinking about it, you know, he's kind of put in the same position that he's already has been here. Obviously, he's going to have a little more help with Zach Levine, but... It's going to be weird seeing him in a Bulls uniform. Oh, 100%, man. It's going to be weird. And I know, I think the Bucks come to town, I believe, sometime in May, if I'm not mistaken. I saw somebody tweet it uh, earlier. So we're going to get to see Vooch again pretty soon here in Orlando and, and 
pay our tributes to him. I'm pretty sure he's going to get a loud ovation when he comes back. And not only this year, because not all the fans are there. I think next season when he does come back, that's when he's going to get the real ovation that he deserves. Um, and and to, to your point, too, I mean, I know Vooch made the All-Star game this season. He had an amazing, amazing season this year and playoff series last season. But let's not lie to each other either. Or uh, as a fan base, let's not, lie, let's not lie to our faces. Go back to your tweets. Go back to your Instagram post and tell me a year ago that you were not saying enough is enough. Get rid of Vooch. Trade yeah. Vooch. Go back two years. And you were demanded this man to be moved for whatever you could get because of defensive effort, whatever you want to call it. Yes, Vooch developed over the last 18 months into a player that we never expected him to become. But hey, who's to say that's going to continue? And if not only that, as a team that's going to go young and develop, you got to cash in when, the, when that value is at its highest. Again, you cannot blame the Magic for what they did. Um, it makes sense. And again, you have an, uh, players in, in Fultz and Isaac who we are expecting back next season. But let's be realistic. Are they going to be 100%? Probably not. So guess what? You're really playing now for two years from now. So again, why have we cheer next season? Just to say, again, we made it to the ninth seed or the 10th seed in the East. It's not worth it. Um, again, I'm going to miss the crap out of that guy, man. He was an amazing individual. He loved Orlando. He was loyal to the city of Orlando. A great dude that me and you actually got the chance of getting autographs from him last season. And again, he he's an amazing, amazing person. But unfortunately, the business side came first and, and the Magic made a, t- a decision that we all wanted the team to make for a long time. And that is, make a decision. Future or are we winning now? And they made a choice. Yeah, and listen, we we hear a lot of you men, you guys were saying, why are the Magic winning these pointless games? Why are they not tanking? Well, congratulations. We're here. Now we're tanking. There's literally, I'm I'm taking a look at the roster and I don't see how we're going to be able to score over 100 points. I would not be surprised. Obviously, it's, it's an NBA. Anything can happen. But I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't win another game. It's, I, it's I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Um, so definitely shouts out to Nikola Vucevic. He's been so good to the franchise and to the community. Um, again, this is a player that, you know, ranks third in magic franchise in history and points second in total rebounds, eighth in assists. You know, this is a guy that, you know, we'll see his name again, attached to Orlando in the future. Maybe not obviously wearing the Jersey and playing for us, but you know, he's definitely a lock for at least to get his own little, um, little statue at at not statue but the plaque that they give the hall the magic hall of famers in the arena yeah, oh, because sure. he's yeah he's a player that definitely deserves it that's right. and then and then you take a look at you know wendell carter uh wendell carter um you know this is again it's it's a player to be excited about he he is a player that you are able to develop it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic with mo bamba you know this is a 21 year old that was drafted literally one pick after mo bamba um, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I wonder how Mobamba feels, um, about, you know, Wendell Carter being a part of that trade and how that changes his dynamic with the team. I think he, if you're Mobamba, you got to feel excited, man. Cause I get it. It's another guy to fight with you for, for minutes, but guess what? You no longer have an all-star blocking you. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, you right. don't have a guy in front of you that, that you got to say, Hey, there's no way I'm seeing more than 12 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to see 20, 25, if not 30 some nights, because you're all playing Wendell Carter Jr. And not for nothing, the other side of the story too, they both have been injury-prone players so far. So it's going to come down to who can be the healthiest. So another motivation right there. And I'm looking quickly here at the last three games that Wendell Carter has played. 
14 minutes, 18 minutes, 22 minutes, 4 points, 6 points, 7 points. Good rebounder, though. 3, 8, and 9. So he's very similar to Mo Bamba. He's getting limited minutes, not really getting a, a, an opportunity. I like it because now you're basically saying, hey, no longer you have Vooch in front of you. Go win that starting position. Um, my question to you is, who starts? So, oh, that's that's an that's an easy question. I can answer that right away, man. Without question, without blinking, you know it's going to be Ken Birch. Oh, for sure. But hundred percent, you, you have to figure. You got to assume, and I mean that's another thing too. I'm shocked that he's still with the team, but that's besides the point. He survived the purge. He's a free agent at the end of the season, so again, salary relief. The team is all about salary cutting right now at this point, so it makes sense. But man, you would think that at some point over the next. 10 games, the Magic say, hey, we're going to really go young. Kem, thank you so much. Whoever, Carter Jr., Bamba, go out there and do your thing and be the starter for our team for the next 20 games. Um, so we'll see what happens. Another thing, too, is our depth chart. We only have one power forward right now. So we went from being full with forwards, full with centers, to now having, and let me quickly go through it here real quick. So we have right now Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, Kem Birch, at the center, and then we have Chuma Okiki as the only power forward. J.I. is yeah. hurt, right? So he can't play right now. So my question is, does Ken Birch play backup power forward for now? And that that's the way that Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter kind of get a lot of minutes? It's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, you also have Otto Porter that was a part of, um, obviously, a trade um the chicago trade that he can play a little of the power forward because he he's a big body at six foot eight so and you know how the the front office and even coach clifford likes to put players out of position so that's that's obviously something that i'm able to see but you're right um you can definitely put ken birch out of position it's not like that hasn't been something that we've haven't done before um and then when you take a look at wendell carter uh, in my opinion he's he's a little undersized for you know the centers that we're used to he's only six foot ten now he does yep. fall under the category of um, our, our wingspan chart. He has a seven point uh, a seven point five wingspan, so he's he's definitely you know big in size. And I was just taking a quick look um, on NBADraft.net. They initially had him when he was getting drafted as an NBA comparison of a um, Juwan Howard and Al Horford. That that's his NBA comparison. But I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen a whole lot of Wendell Carter, so I, I really can't confirm that, you know, a couple years later, that's that's still what it is. But I don't know, man, part of me is kind of excited. I, I want to see what, what Wendell Carter is all about. Yeah, I know he's good defensively. And again, he can hit that mid-range shot. So when you think about that, that Al Horford comparison kind of makes sense. Um, we just got to hope that, he, again, like everyone else in our roster, that he stays healthy, that he can show us something this last final 20 games. Um, and he's on the contract next year as well for cheap. He's on the same boat as Mo Bamba. They were drafted in the same draft. Mm -hmm. So we have to make a decision on him and Mo uh, for an extension here next season. So again, they have to show what they got over the next, really, year. Um, so it should be exciting to see what those young young centers can do and how they earn more minutes in our team. Yeah, and, and from that trade, we also got a $4.2 million uh, trade exception. So that, that's something that would be very beneficial as well in the future. Um, now For going sure. into trade number two, all right. So this one also caught us a little bit off guard. So there's been talks, um, definitely about, you know, the Evan Fournier and there being some interest from the Boston Celtics. So the initial trade that went down, uh, was Evan Fournier to Boston for 
and we just received confirmation a few minutes ago, Jeff Teague and two um, second round picks. All right. Jeff Teague is not a player that the Magic are keeping. Already told him that he does not have to report to Orlando, that they have every intentions of waiving him. So we're really just looking at Evan Fournier for the two second round picks. What are your thoughts on those? And don't forget, too, we got the $17 million trade exemption as well. That's right. In that trade. So honestly, that's why they did it. Um, So two second round picks, we'll probably end up trading those because we have a million young guys now. Those are a wash. But that $17 million trade exemption. You can can use those for for future trades. And I I think that that's that's the biggest thing that you're getting from, from this trade transaction is, listen, Evan Fournier was an expiring contract. So really, what are you getting back for Evan Fournier? If you're expecting a player... You know, that's that's probably not gonna happen, man, because he's expiring. Right. You know, unless unless a team is really taking that player in um for for salary uh salary relief, that's not the case. This is a player that is gonna help the Celtics offensively. Good for them. What we got back in return is two second round picks. Um the fact that they were able to use a trade exception, we didn't need to take back a, a player that we didn't want. Um and then that trade exception, man, we're gonna be able to utilize that. And I would have to double check, but from my understanding, we can use that all the way up to twenty twenty three. So I, mean, I believe so. That's what I think. Either, I think it's actually either. good. Yeah, I think it's good for a year, if I'm not mistaken, from the time that the trade took place, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I will say this: uh, people on Twitter have been bombarding me with this question, so I want to make sure that our listeners understand how this works. So all that is is pretty much it allows us in the future to trade that trade exemption and acquire a player for that same salary or less without having to give up a player. It's so an for empty, instance, it's an empty body. That's right. So for instance, next season, there's a player out there, whoever we want to go and acquire. We have a roster spot open. We can simply say, Hey, we'll give you this exemption. You take the salary relief. We'll give you a second round pick as well. And we get that player back. So again, it's something that it can be useful just for the Celtics. It was this time by acquiring Fournier for nothing essentially, or for two second round picks. We can do the same thing uh, with it. So it's something that is, is it's a quite large one too, $17 million. It's not a, a very small one. Um, so again, when you think about that, you could basically acquire a player like Terrence Ross, for instance, who makes $15 million for nothing in the future. Um, again, a lot of factors go into that. It's a team just looking to get rid of the player, looking for salary relief. But if that is the case, it gives us a weapon to go and use whenever we want to use it. Um, so that's how that works. But again, that to me was the biggest thing out of this trade. Yeah. The two second round picks, eh, whatever. But think about this too. We only have a month and a half left in the season, man. So we traded a month and a half left to Fournier for two second round picks and a trade exemption. I'll take that. They, every single time. And listen, you guys asked for it, man. You guys have been tired of Evan Fournier not being on the roster. Uh, you wanted to part ways, move the team in a different direction. You absolutely got that. Um, I will add that I watched the interview that he had yesterday where Josh Robbins had, you know, I asked him the question, what does the city of Orlando mean to you? And he gave a very emotional response. Um, and for a second, man, I, I it's I took it as is bittersweet, you know, regardless of your feeling of Evan Fournier. This is a player that um, he's been with us for the last seven years, man. And, you know, it's he joined the team when he was a kid. Now he's a grown ass man. So you're you're able to see these these humans that that they develop right in front of your eyes and these are players that you know we we see and we hear and we talk about on a day-to-day basis um and you know again regardless of your feeling you know it's going to be it's going to be weird not having him out on the floor now who are you going to put the blame on 
all right? Because Evan Fournier has gotten the short end of the stick on almost every scenario. Everything was Evan Fournier's fault. So now who's going to replace that? Someone's going to replace the shoes. Who are you going to blame it on? Who? We will see. We'll see how all these newcomers do and who becomes the next uh, scapegoat on the team. But uh, that definitely was Evan Fournier in the past. Uh, we'll see who takes that, that throne now going forward. Yeah, and uh, and I, I found it kind of funny. So on Twitter, Evan Fournier um, introduced himself to the Celtics fan base by saying, hi, Celtics fans. If you're not familiar with me, please Google my last name. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, man, it's going to be, it's going to be good for Evan Fournier. Um, it's going to be good for Nikola Vucevic. And the fact that, you know, the two of them are now split, it kind of reminds me of, you know, uh, Steve Francis and Contino Mobley being split. Yep. The fact that they were so close and and they played, you know, majority of their career together. It's going to be interesting to see how, how they do, you know, without one another. It's going to be, it's going to be different for them, I'm sure. For sure. And the fun part is going to be they might face each other in the playoffs. You never know. So that'll yes. be that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't even think about that. That's right. So um, all right, let's get into trade number three. All right. This is this is the big one. So Nikola Vucevic was traded, Evan Fournier was traded, and at that point we kind of already knew it's only a matter of time. All right. The Magic were cleaning house and Aaron Gordon's name was supposed to be the the player that we got, you know, a big return. Um, so the official trade for Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon was moved to the Denver Nuggets um, along with Gary Clark for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 first round pick, top five protected in 25, 26, and 27. So initial thoughts on this trade? Um, it, This one is the only one really that we knew that kind of was coming. Uh, we had been hearing about Denver for a while. The Celtics and the Nuggets kept flipping back and forth between who was in the lead. And we kind of heard about this yesterday. We kind of heard the same scenario. Gary Harris, RJ Hampton in a pick for Aaron Gordon. Um, so this one was expected, but I was truly, truly excited. I know Gary Harris has been going downhill the last season or two. He's been hurt. But when you watch this guy's highlights, which I did some of it last night just in case we acquire him, like, all right, let me see what he can do. Man, he can do some stuff. He can shoot off the dribble. He can hit the three. He can attack the basket. And the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me was the reaction from Nuggets fans and Nuggets players when the trade was announced. They were legitimately sad to see their teammate leave. Um, and by my understanding is he was a big piece of their locker room. He was recruiting players. Um, who was it? Paul Millsap. He, he helped recruit. He flew to Atlanta to help him recruit him a few years back. Um, so to see that from that guy, if he can bring that to Orlando and he's young too, he's 26 years old. Um, he does make a little bit of money, $20 million a year, but he makes that because again, he earned that on his previous contract yet. He, he had played well enough to deserve that contract. So I'm excited for him. Uh, but most importantly in this trade, RJ Hampton, you can look at it. You can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as the player you acquired, which I know you're excited about, or you can look at it as two first round picks. We got. R.J. Hampton, a guy that's a rookie pretty much this season, and a 2025 first-round pick. Um, so I think the Magic did a great job. This is by far the most fair return they got today in the trades that they made. Um, so not much to say other than I'm excited to see what these guys can do. And also, Gary Harris only has one more year left on his contract. So we're talking about salary relief. If things don't work out, then guess what? You're only on the hook for one year, $20 million. If it doesn't work out, Trade him or go right ahead and get somebody else to replace him. 
Yeah, like like you said, you know, uh, Gary Harris said when they when they talked about him, they said that he is the voice of the locker room. Um, and he's kind of the glue that kept everyone together. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what type of impact he's able to bring to the team. You know, last year of his contract, um, primarily going to be playing our, our starting shooting guard role. I can't see anyone else unless they decide to put Terrence Ross in that role, which I wouldn't be mad at. Um, but what makes me most excited is definitely RJ Hampton. This is a player that, in my opinion, was who who I thought would be the best player um, to be selected um, in this most recent NBA draft. I, that's who I was thinking that the Magic were going to pick up. Um, he's a player that, you know, it, he's very athletic, not the best shooter, but he was working with Mike Miller in the offseason to kind of help support his jump shot. Um, he was the fifth, the fifth best the fifth best prospect out of high school and decided to not go to college, but to go play in, in Australia. Um, so he, he was able to get some professional experience, um, before jumping into the league. There was a lot of comparison between him and LaMelo, not so much of their playing style, but the fact that they were in the same league together playing in Australia. And the biggest difference was that, you know, LaMelo got more of the shine because he was playing, uh, on a team that wasn't as good in Australia to where RJ Hampton was playing on a team that was really, really good. So he didn't get a whole lot of um, not as much playing time, but he's a player that I'm, I'm excited about, man. He he's he has really high potential. And when you talk about, you know, because initially they were talking about maybe two first round picks. Um, they didn't get the two first round picks. They got one first round pick and then one prospect um, that, again, even people in the national media, they're they're saying, do not look at RJ Hampton as just a throw in. This is a player that can develop into a very, very good player. And seeing, you know, the, the future, seeing, you know, what a RJ Hampton and a Cole Anthony duo would look like, it's exciting. Oh, my God. You talk about athleticism, talk about guys that... That again, just by that factor alone, are going to put people in their seats at Amway Center just because they want to see what these guys can do. Um, it's going to be exciting. Again, we're building in a completely different way. It feels like now all of a sudden we have a ton of young guys that can somewhat shoot the ball. We don't know yet. They haven't proven it at the NBA level, but they, they at least have the potential to be good shooters. But they're also athletic. And that's what the NBA is all about these days. It's all about dunking, shooting threes, and switching on defense. And by the way the Magic are building this team right now, it sure seems that that's an emphasis that, that, that they're trying to get um, out of whoever they acquire. It's they got to be able to shoot a little bit, be athletic, but also, again, uh, play a little bit of defense. Um, so it should be exciting, man. I know, again, he is healthy. He should be able to play right away, RJ Hampton. We have a ton of injuries, so we should see a lot of RJ Hampton the rest of the season, a lot of Chumo Kiki. Hopefully, Cole Anthony comes back here within the next couple of weeks and he can play a little bit to end the season. Mo Bamba. So to finish... 2020 man, 2021 season is going to be really, really exciting because we're going to see all these young guys kind of show us flashes of what they got before we go to the draft and before we see a, a healthy team next season with Markel and J.I. Yeah, and listen, you take a look at this roster and you're kind of seeing a little bit of holes here and there. Um, and we we now have a very, very young team. But again, keep in mind, man, this NBA draft that's coming up is supposed to be filled with franchise-changing players. And if the Magic are able to get into the top three or let's just say top five, you're able to add a impactful player um, to already a, a nice-looking young core that you have when healthy um, on this Orlando Magic team. Now, I will say also, uh, although the Magic went through a, a clearing house, you know, you had players that, that survived the purge, man. You have Terrence Ross that's coming back. Not coming back, but Terrence Ross that didn't move anywhere. Um, obviously, MCW, James Ennis, 
Um, what what are your thoughts on on the fact that you know Terrence Ross is is still here? Because there there were reports that the Lakers were kind of keeping an eye on him, but the fact that he's still here on the roster and made it through, um, how how does that impact us? So I'm not gonna lie, I'm surprised that T. Ross stayed. I mean, he he made the trade deadline fun. Uh, he was tweeting a bunch of memes and and posting funny things on his on his uh, Twitter account, and some things made it seem like he was next. It, it really did. Um, but at the same time, we talk about again today's NBA. You can never have enough shooters, enough guys off the bench that can score, or that can slide to the starting position and and produce well. And that's one thing that Terrence Ross can do. Now. Being realistic with you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Magic try to move him. But remember, he's been missing. He's missed the last week with a knee injury. And if you listen to uh, the T. Ross podcast, he said it. He had to get a, an injection in his knee uh, to alleviate the pain and all that stuff. So there's some sort of discomfort going on with his knee. So I don't know if that scared some teams that wanted to acquire him at the last minute. Um, but for the time being, man, I, I like it. If you know me and you know my likes on the Magic roster, I'm a huge Fultz, J.I., Terrence Ross fan. Um, so to keep him here, I'm excited. We needed some sort of veteran leadership in the locker room either way. So I, I don't think he's a better guy. And he also, like Vooch did, he also likes it in Orlando a lot. So I don't mind him staying. Again, he can shoot the ball. He can score. We need scoring with this new roster. Um, and, and I mean, not for nothing, but if you do keep him long-term here, then you have Harris... You have Ross, Hampton, Markel. Like you have a solid, call Anthony, a solid core of young players or youngish in Terrence Ross' case, but they can score the ball and, and create their own shots. Which again, in today's NBA, you cannot have enough of those guys. Yeah, and you need you need somebody to kind of stand back and and help with the transition. I think what makes this all a little bit tougher than usual is the fact that you can really tell that you know the team were the team was really close, man. You you take a look at um, MTW had posted earlier saying that you know he's going to miss some of the players. Terrence Ross was again like you said posting all day, um, and and you can really tell that you know the core group they they did the best that they can at the very least you you know that you know they they enjoyed playing with each other and they tried their best you know health injury played a massive impact in the decisions that were made um eventually you get to a point where enough is enough now my question and some concerns that i have is is coach cliff going to enjoy coaching this this roster like is is he okay with going through a rebuild is that is that the type of coach that that would want to kind of start from the very beginning to to start over remember when we brought him on board he was already dealing with with health issues um and and obviously the you know coaching in the nba is very strenuous um do you see the magic holding on to holding on to cliff for the foreseeable future is that even something that you know he would want to do i can easily see you know this offseason stating that they mutually agreed to part ways but what do you think i think that um and we discussed it in the last two weeks i think that we that we did the podcast we kind of brought that up briefly if we go young which again when we didn't expect at the time by saying that 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 meant vooch being gone as well we just thought forney and gordon were going to be gone but now that this is the direction they've taken, if Cliff is on the last year of his contract next season, I cannot see how you bring him back because the, the, the goals change completely all of a sudden. It's no longer, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, they are going to try to make the playoffs next season. They're going to try to play well and integrate J.I. to the team and all that good stuff. But 
realistically speaking, it's more of a longer term process now, at least two years out. Per- personally, I would love to see the Magic make a move for a younger coach. That's just me. Uh, nothing against Coach Clifford. He did his best. He helped us make the playoffs. He, make, he helped us play hard every night, even when our injuries completely devastated our roster. But the reality is, again, these guys need a today's NBA head coach. And I'm, I'm hope I don't come across as being too tough on Coach Cliff, but he is an older school coach. He is in that same, you know, school of thought of uh, Stan Van Gundy, you know, defense and all this stuff. And, and, and it's just a different game today, man. And we need someone with, with that leadership skill to coach these young guys in the right direction. That's just my two cents on that. But um, well, let's see what happens. I, my, my money would be on him not being back next season. Yeah, and and just thinking about different young coaches, man, what what a story would it be if they brought in Coach P, Coach Penny Hardaway to coach your Orlando Magic? Wishful thinking, man. Wishful thinking. All right, so I, obviously three major trades that occurred today. What would you grade um, what we did? Now, now listen, man. A lot of you, and I mean a lot of you, have talked so much smack, me included. That this front office, they don't do anything. Mm. They're scared. They're timid. They're too patient. What have they done? Well, they did a whole lot, right? And, and just today, in one day alone, they did enough movement to kind of uh, cover the last couple years where they didn't do a whole lot. But did they meet your expectations? What would be the grade that you would give today's transactions? So I'm going to throw one in that I think it's happening, but it's not official yet as well. And that is, I see the Magic calling up Devin Kennedy from the G League team that just won a championship to the Orlando Magic. Um, that's another piece that may be happening soon. He just tweeted not too long ago, uh, a pretty subliminal tweet, kind of saying thank you. And uh, I forgot the exact words, but pretty thankful right after the trade that line. So if you ask me, I think that move is happening. Um, he's a young guy that I'm pretty sure the way he can shoot the ball, the Magic, I wanna, want to give him a quick look here before... Um, before the season ends. But just based on the moves that we're talking about today, the trades that happened today, I would give him a solid B plus. Again, if you're looking at it from a player's perspective, then probably a C, being honest, because none of these guys are going to jump at you and be like, wow, we acquired X player today. No, we did not do that. I'm 100% honest on that. We did not do that. What we did do, we clear a ton of cast space, we acquire some young players with potential. Even Otto Porter can be added to that list. He's only 26 years old. If he fits in well, he's a perfect small forward next to J.I., a guy that can play defense and shoot the three. R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, guys that want an opportunity. Wendell Carter. So we got guys that are hungry for opportunity. What else can you ask for? And then again, on top of that, salary relief, picks, trade exemption. We got a bit of everything. So when you look at the big picture, overall, I think a B plus is a, it's a realistic score for the Magic. Um, that's my thought there. But what about you? What do you give them? Yeah, I give it a C plus B minus um, just because I, I really do like the fact that they, they've, they made a decision. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the moves that were made, um, and I said this early on in, in the seasons that the Magic need to make a decision. They either need to take a step forward or they need to take a step back, but they cannot stay mediocre in the middle. 
And and I was okay with whatever decision that they made as long as there was a direction. Now the Magic have a direction. Um, now the the B minus C plus I'm giving them is pending and is pending for the NBA draft. Obviously, the NBA draft can change so much. We just got to be patient. We got to wait on it. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting, man. This team is, uh, again, you guys asked for the tanking, all right? You guys asked for, I don't want Evan Fournier anymore. Nikola Vucevic, so high on him. I'm done with Aaron Gordon. All right, cool. You asked for it. Now the Magic aren't in the playoffs, all right? So get that out of your mind, all right? We got, we got accustomed to saying and telling ourselves that first round elimination in the playoffs is not good enough for me. All right, so this is the route that the, the Magic decided to go to. All right, so no one can be mad that we're not making the playoffs. We're now looking into the future, um, and I think that with with that in mind, I, I think the front office did all right. All right, I'm not saying that they blew anything out of the water, um, but they did all right. All right, with with what they had in front of us and what they were able able to do, I think that with adding this piece from the draft future, I think the Magic are going to be in a good spot. Yeah, and I mean, I also like the fact that not only, not only did they make a decision, but they gave themselves the flexibility to continue to build this roster the way they want to. So again, we talked about all this salary space they have now. You can go into free agency now and acquire guys that you see fitting in next to Markel, J.I., long-term picture, right? Um, again, same thing we talked about earlier with Gary Harris. If he doesn't really fit in long-term, next season make a decision and keep building around what you want to build in Orlando or trade him for whatever you can get um, if you can find a piece. So I like the fact that they've created that opportunity for themselves. Hey, like we're going to continue to build the way that we want to build. And what we've been saying for a while, one thing you can say about this, this front office and, and, and being honest is they have not made a bad trade as of today. They have not made a trade that you can say, wow, we really, really got taken advantage of in that trade. Some are saying that the Celtics took advantage of us today. Again, I don't agree. Because the Celtics contract. Trade exception. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If they lose Fournier in the offseason, the Celtics do, you know, who cares? That's, the, that's their decision now to make. But we as a team, we gain flexibility. That's what we could ask for a guy that's leaving in a month and a half. Um, so I don't know, man. I think, again, if you ask me, they have done the right, they've taken the right steps. Um, and again, like you said before, we wanted answers, we wanted a clear direction. We've now taken that step. Let's be patient. Let's let them continue to build this team. And for those that you know aren't happy with the Nikola Vucevic trade, um, even ESPN, I was reading an article and they have us winning that deal. Um, so uh, just be patient. Let's kind of see how this rolls out. Who knows what you have with Wendell Carter? And if there's one thing that I've always thought about thinking you know, not having Nikola Vucevic on your roster was the fact that, man, for a very, very long time, the center position was one position you did not have to worry about. Like you knew for a fact that that anchor was was solid. Um, and we we don't have that now. It's kind of a it's kind of a question mark. Um, but again, a lot of things were done today. And just to do a quick little recap, so um, before the trade deadline. We had a total of five players that went out. Alfredo Camino, Gary Clark, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic. You know, it's it's a it's a, a a lineup that, you know, you could definitely see, you know, Clifford putting on the floor together, all five players. Um, and incoming, you have a total of five draft picks, three first round picks, two of them first, um, two of them top four protected from Chicago in 2021, 2023, um, uh, 25th 
2025 first round pick from Denver that we still don't know if there's any protections on that one. Two second round picks from Boston. We had a total of two trade exceptions, 17 point. Um, 0.5 million from uh, the Evan Fournier trade from Boston, 4.2 million Vucevic from Chicago, um, and the players incoming, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris. You know, these aren't players that are scrubs. The Magic did. We did all right, man. So if, for those that are in panic mode, relax, breathe it in, do a little research. I promise you when you take a look at it, it's not that bad. Exactly. And like I said before, we, we were asking for tanking. A lot of us were, right? We wanted to lose the rest of the season. Enjoy that. There'll be a lot of losing the rest of the way. And don't, again, don't judge these trades until the NBA draft, if not even free agency. Because again, we have a, lot, a long way to go here. We waited for so long for the trade deadline. It's finally happened. We now have to start a countdown for the NBA draft and the offseason. That's the next step now for this team. Um, but yeah, man, if we can some, some way, somehow now land a top three ideally at the top pick in the draft, right? But a top three at least. And you can add a Jalen Green or a um, Cunningham to this team, man. That This whole thing was worth it because those are the type of guys that are going to help us take, the, take this team to the next level. Those are the type of guys you want to draft that can change the culture in Orlando for years to come. So let's see. But like you said, don't judge it today. Let's judge this all these moves in a few months from now. Yeah, absolutely. So really good stuff, man. Uh, Al, what are your final thoughts? Let's wrap this up. Final thoughts, man. It's, uh, I'm excited to, to, to relax and enjoy just watching basketball again. <laughs> For this past uh, two, three weeks, we've had a bunch of different guests come in, and, and the topic really was the deadline. What was that going to happen? And we finally have our answers now. We know what's going to happen. We know what happened. We can now go back to just watching basketball and, and, and just seeing where the magic go from here. Be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. A lot of you, myself included, I know I've said this a couple of times already on this podcast, but you asked for it. The keys are now handed over to Markel Foltz and Jonathan Isaac. I would love to, I would love to be like in the room of of them having the conversation. Like I wonder what they feel knowing that, man, this franchise is legitimately yours. Like the success of this franchise is now on your doorsteps. You are the ones that have to kind of send us through and anchor this thing down. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm here for it. And this new era of Orlando Magic Basketball is here, man. It's here. Let's see what happens. On that note, appreciate you guys listening. It's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.